Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I have to uh, give you a heads up here at the end of the month here. So in a couple of days, the podcasting platform Stitcher is going away. So if you've been getting your podcasts of my show or any other show for that matter, Stitcher will not be hosting it any longer. They uh, they got swallowed up by uh, Sirius XM, and I believe they're turning it into like a a paid subscription platform or something. So anyway, they're going away. So if you get the podcast on the Stitcher platform, just uh, subscribe on a different platform. And uh, I've got them all linked up at the PeteCalendarShow.com. But any one of them is fine, you know, Apple or Google or, you know, Pod chaser pod bean or any of them is totally fine none of them doesn't matter to me which one you use it's totally your preference um all right so let me uh talk a little bit about the uh and get your thoughts on this as well the uh the jacksonville shooting we had another mass shooting in america and this occurred down in jacksonville florida saturday and cnn has the headline jacksonville gunman in racially motivated attack, legally bought two weapons earlier this year, Sheriff says. Or did he, I ask? Because the headline from CNN, the comments from the sheriff, T.K. Waters, as well as uh, all of the other reporting, indicate that he did. However, CNN, in their very same story, way at the end of the story, they reference a, well, two incidents that should have, I think, made this gunman a prohibited buyer. But we don't know for sure because we don't know all of the details. By the way, any bets on whether or not we're going to get this whack jobs manifesto? I suspect we will. I suspect we will because the shooter did not identify as a member of the opposite sex. And so uh, because of that and because they are uh, they were he was a white guy who targeted black people. I suspect we're going to get the manifestos. Apparently he wrote more than one. I don't know why. Um, I don't really care. I have no interest in reading it. Some people do in order to kind of get a window into the mindset of a mad person. But um I would point out we still do not have the manifesto of the trans shooter at the Tennessee Christian School. Right? Never, not getting that, apparently, for like three years or so. It's going to take for that to finally get released, although same circumstances apply. Right? There's, there's no other threat. The person was not part of, uh, part of a larger group. There's, right, the, the, the threat is over. They're dead. In this case, down in Florida... The maniac killed himself. Um, Also, I would note that CNN is now capitalizing the word white when describing the race of a white person, which I thought we weren't supposed to do. I thought that there were guidelines that said only only black people got the capitalization in order to make up for all of the slavery. 
and the the centuries of oppression uh, that that was sort of the the compensation that you get to you got your yeah you got the B capitalized I I've never understood it either I don't get it but they did not capitalize the W in white but now CNN capitalizes the white I don't know why I was not aware of a change in the AP style book or anything I didn't get a vote on it so um Here's how CNN reports uh, the story. And by the way, I will not be reading the name of the shooter. I do not care to give the person in death that which he sought in life. And so I'm just going to refer to him as 21-year-old Mr. Racist Crap. How about that? Okay. Uh, Or RC, I shall call him. RC, Racist Crap. Okay. The white gunman. 21-year-old racist crap, uh, who killed three black people in a racially motivated attack at a Dollar General store in Jacksonville, Florida, legally purchased the two firearms he used in the shooting earlier this year. It's poorly written. He purchased the firearms earlier this year. He used the shooting on Saturday. Anyway, um, the gunman, R.C., bought a handgun in April and then an AR-15-style rifle in June. He lived with his parents, who I'm sure had no idea of his level of derangement and racism. They had no clue that he bought any of the guns either, right? The sheriff's department says that he had no criminal history or criminal arrest history, but he had been temporarily, involuntarily held under the Baker Act in 2017. What is the Baker Act? Well, you got to go to the very end of the uh, CNN article here. I believe it's paragraph 38. Um, The shooter was the subject of a 2017 law enforcement call under the state's Baker Act, which allows people to be involuntarily detained and subject to an examination for up to 72 hours during a mental health crisis. The uh, sheriff did not provide details on what led to the Baker Act call in that case, but said normally a person who has been detained under the act is not eligible to purchase firearms. Now, later in the day... Yesterday, the sheriff said investigators found the guns appeared to be obtained legally. So I don't know what happened. I don't understand why you have the rules uh, as spelled out under the Baker Act that says if you get involuntarily uh, detained, committed, then you are not eligible to purchase firearms. I don't know why. There, I guess there's some sort of a carve-out. It's not explained in the CNN article. But the sheriff says if there's a Baker Act situation, they are prohibited from getting guns. We don't know if that Baker Act was recorded properly, whether it was considered a full Baker Act. So don't know. I I guess maybe it came up short or something. By the way, there was also a domestic violence call. But we don't know anything about that either. Once again, red flags all over the place with this guy. His social media was adorned with all sorts of racist screeds and swastikas. He uh, drew him on his firearm and he drew him on the rifle. Um, but again, living at home with his mom and dad, they had no idea any of this was happening. 
He murdered three people at a Dollar General store. Attorney General Merrick Garland said that the Justice Department's investigating the shooting as a hate crime and an act of racially motivated violent extremism. Okay? You go right ahead and do that. The guy killed himself. So, not exactly sure what you're going to determine there, but okay. Um, the victims. 52-year-old Angela Michelle Carr, 29-year-old Gerald Gallion, and uh, 19-year-old A.J. Laguerre, Laguerre Jr. Laguerre Jr., who I believe just uh, was working at the store. Um, but get this also. Prior to the shooting, the gunman had been turned away from the campus of a nearby HBCU, which is Historical Black College University, HBCU. This is called Edwards Waters, or sorry, Edward Waters University. So he shows up on that campus. He refuses to identify himself to an on-campus security officer. He is then asked to leave, and he does so. Quote, the individual returned to their car and left campus without incident. The encounter was reported to the sheriff's office by EW University Security. So you have an interaction with this guy. Even more troubling is what they saw, which prompted them to interact with this shooter, and it still didn't prompt them to detain the guy. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organized the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So uh, this shooting out of Jacksonville, Florida. Let me go through the timeline here. Again, this is according to CNN. At 12.48 p.m., the suspect, Mr. Racist Crap, or R.C., headed to Newtown, a predominantly black area of Jacksonville, and stopped at Edward Waters University. He was driving a gray Honda, and at that point, apparently, puts on a bulletproof vest. The sheriff said a TikTok video was also taken around this time showing himself getting dressed. So he goes to the school parks the car, and apparently puts on the body armor and videos himself doing this. University police backed into a parking lot in the same lot as the suspect. And the suspect left about nine minutes later, according to the sheriff. Now, according to the university police, he had been turned away from the campus when he refused to identify himself to an on-campus security officer and was asked to leave. So there was a there was a period of time here, about nine minutes, according to the uh, the chronology here provided by the sheriff's office, that he arrives on campus, puts on 
body armor. And at some point, either before the body armor is donned or after, he is encountered by, approached by, university police asking him to identify himself. He refuses, and they apparently let him go. University police follow him out of the parking lot. They then flag down a sheriff's deputy, saying there was a suspicious person on campus. What? Why would you let the guy go? Why wouldn't you keep him around? The guy's got body armor on. You got, you've already encountered him. And as I understand, I mean, I don't know if Edward Waters University is a private or public school, but if it's private property, right, can can you keep him there? Can you search his vehicle? So that's at 12.57. 108, so 11 minutes later, at the Dollar General parking lot, the gunman fires the first shots into a black Kia that's parked out front, kills one victim there, then goes into the store and murders one of the workers uh, before he chases some other people out of the building. Um, He then comes back in, and at that point, the third victim just happens to walk in and is murdered as well. Three dead. Um, do, 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 I'm going here. So hang on a second. I'm looking for the uh, the rest of the chronology. Oh, here it is. At 118. So CNN didn't uh, put it all in one place. So 108 is when he opens fire. Then at 118, 10 minutes later, the the gunman texts his father and tells him, Dad, go into my room. That's where the father finds the last will and testament, as long, uh, along with a suicide note, and I guess all of the multiple versions of the manifesto. Officers entered the Dollar General store one minute later at 1.19, 11 minutes from the start of the shooting. And when they enter the store, they hear one gunshot. That's presumed to be when the gunman shot and killed himself. The individual... Uh, launched his attack five years to the day of a mass shooting in downtown Jacksonville at a video game tournament. Remember this? The Madden football video game tournament? And there are apparent references to that event. So he apparently used that. And by the way, this is why I, I point out, like, this stuff is social contagion. These people that in, that engage it, first off, they're madmen, they're evil, and so you're trying to figure out like a rational explanation for this, and you're not going to find one because they are insane. Um, there is also probably some, um, there's some, you know, psychopathy, uh, sociopathy, genetic predisposition thing going on in there as well. You've got uh, probably some trauma going on in their lives, uh, and all of that stuff swirled together. You're trying to make sense of it, but no rational person does this. But then they are also inspired by these other mass shooters that they then begin identifying with, and it becomes this this club that they want access to. And in order to be part of the club, first off, obviously, you have to engage in uh, in the mayhem, but you also then uh, try to you know do it better, and you try to uh, you know have some some manifesto that can also you know be held up for others to emulate. It's sick. 
it's it is a sickness, but it is a social contagion as well. And of course, then it gets used in the gun debate where we get to have this argument about whether or not the proper response is to disarm everybody so nobody can protect themselves when the next madman enters the next store. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. The Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board has decided to sue social media companies for contributing to a mental health crisis among american children what i find what i find so ironic about this story is how soon it comes on the heels of the last story that was kind of sort of related to this topic which was the parents bill of rights has to do with the the rise of transgenderism among kids and various school policies about pronouns and the like and about keeping things from parents and um the things listed in this 184 page complaint filed in u.s district court for north carolina's western district seems like it would apply quite nicely actually to the transgender issue but no 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 that's not mentioned anorexia eating disorders that's mentioned but not transgenderism i wonder why there's such a parallel between transgenderism and uh anorexia bulimia right body dysmorphia this idea that your brain is telling you that your body is not what it is there's a detachment right there's a disconnect people see themselves a certain way they believe a certain thing about themselves and it is not based on reality. Now, of course, when it comes to eating disorders, the entire society is not, you know, galvanized or induced to affirm that particular version of reality that only exists inside the patient's mind. But with transgenderism, it is. The lawsuit targets owners of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube. Defendants include Meta and Google. I wonder why they're not going after Twitter, by the way. Is it possible that they don't think Twitter's got the money anymore? I don't know. The Wall Street Journal reported in July that nearly 200 school districts across the country have filed similar suits. The Greensboro-based attorneys representing CMS told the Charlotte Observer that other districts in North Carolina plan to also file suit. The Carolina Journal reports that according to the complaint, quote, In the past decade, Americans' engagement with social media grew exponentially. Nowhere more dramatically than among our country's youth. 
That explosion in usage is no accident. It is the result of defendants' studied efforts to induce young people to compulsively use their products. And that is true, by the way. Right, that's true. All of the stuff that people accused the uh, cigarette manufacturers of doing in order to target younger people, in order to get them hooked, all of those same things exist with social media companies. The video games that they play, right? The little the, the app-based games, these things are highly addictive. They have studies and they hire people to uh, that, that you know that know the way to make things addictive with risk and reward uh, triggers in the brain and uh, the release of serotonin and that sort of stuff that make you feel uh, the releases that make you feel good when you're playing something. They hire people in order to target people with these programs to make them more addictive. Oh, but we put a little counter in there for you that says, oh, 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 time's up. You've you've played enough Angry Birds for the day. Although, I don't know, do they even play Angry Birds anymore? Is that still a thing? They play... I think you know when the video games are no longer popular with the kids right it's is when they make a movie out of it i think that's like that's the sign that the game has jumped the shark is when they make a movie out of it and now it's mainly for adults pokemon right do the kids still play the pokemon or is that now mainly an adult thing where they you see adults walking around and they're they got their phones and they're trying to catch all of them right or how about dungeons and dragons i remember that right when i was a kid Junior high, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, this was something that kids played. Now they're making a movie about it, which makes sense because all of those kids that used to play it when I was young, they're now grown-ups, right? Isn't that the deal? So maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know, because the Angry Birds, they did make a movie, right? They did make a movie about <laughs> about the Angry Birds. I have not seen it, no. Uh, but this lawsuit uh, says that the, the defendant's growth in their company, is a product of choices they made to design and operate their platforms in ways that exploit the psychology and neurophysiology of their users into spending more and more time on their platforms. These techniques are both particularly effective and harmful to young users. Defendants have intentionally cultivated children as users, creating a mental health crisis among America's youth. Defendants have done so for profit. The suit targets the social media companies with charges of public nuisance, negligence, and gross negligence. Defendants have created a mental health crisis in plaintiffs' schools, unreasonably interfering with the public health and safety in plaintiffs' community and interfering with the operations and learning environment of Charlotte-Mecklenburg School Board. Uh, Plaintiffs and its students have a right to be free from conduct that endangers their health, safety, and welfare. They go on to say in the complaint that uh, it substantially interferes with the functions and operations of the plaintiffs' schools and with the public health, safety, and welfare of plaintiffs' community. Forcing Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools to hire more staff and increase staff time to deal with students' mental, emotional, and social health issues. Well, now, if I can cite that as a reason to sue, then 
your actions have now prompted the schools to have to hire more people. Like, this opens up a whole bunch of avenues for lawsuits. But not for transgenderism. No, 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 not for that one. But for other things, I'm sure. All righty, so CMS, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, suing uh, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, well, the parent companies, alleging that the platforms have fueled a mental health crisis and have led the district to a, quote, breaking point, according to a piece at the Charlotte Ledger. The 184-page complaint accuses the platforms of causing a long list of problems among students, including addictive behaviors, anxiety, depression, and eating disorders. Are there other kinds of mental health disorders that might be exacerbated? Or I don't know, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. In lengthy arguments against all four companies, the suit alleges that the platforms design their apps to attract and addict kids by exploiting their brain functions and, quote, preying on their already heightened need for social comparison and interpersonal feedback seeking. It really is amazing how we can identify all of these uh, characteristics and attributes and behaviors when it comes to anxiety and depression and eating disorders and other kinds of social contagion, except for one particular kind. Back to the story. The platforms have created a public health crisis in CMS, leading CMS to spend significant and unexpected levels of time and resources on calling people their pronoun. I'm sorry, no, on addressing the pervasiveness of social media addiction There has been a surge in the proportion of youth in the plaintiff's community who say that they cannot stop or control their anxiety, who feel so sad and hopeless that they stop doing the activities that they used to love. Oh, you mean, hmm, you mean there's like a a stark shift in their in their disposition and mood, their personality changes, something. Yeah, just all of a sudden it's not right, doesn't seem right, seems a little bit off. That's weird. Hmm. Also, they are considering suicide. They make plans to commit suicide. They even attempt to commit suicide. Huh. Did you hear the audio clip from that uh, from that doctor made the rounds this weekend? Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. It's uh, It really is atrocious, but it is... Oh, yeah, here it is. This is from NBC News. Listen to, yeah, here, take a listen to this. Let's see. To me, it seems ridiculous to have a, a kid at age 12, 13, 14 deciding whether they want to have biological children when they're 20, 30, or 40. I mean, okay, hang on a second. That's an NBC reporter who says it's ridiculous to have a kid at that age making these decisions that have an impact lifelong. Hmm. I think she got. I, I think we have to fire her now. I think NBC's got to fire her. Here's the doctor. I mean, well, they make the decision to kill themselves at 12 and 13. That's a pretty powerful decision. We take an oath. First, do no harm. If doing nothing is doing harm, you have to do something. That is emotional blackmail that that doctor just engaged in. When the reporter says it seems crazy to have a 12-year-old. 13-year-old deciding whether they want to have kids when they're 30, 20, 20, 30, or 40, 
And the response from the doctor is to say, well, you better let them decide that or they're going to kill themselves. That is emotional blackmail. And that is, again, it is designed to stop the conversation. It is designed to stop any kind of pushback from parents. It's designed to stop mere questioning. It's designed to stop any experts from pursuing other lines of uh, research that might be at odds with this particular viewpoint. Yet CMS is going to sue over increased rates of anxiety and depression and suicide attempts and and ideation, uh, as well as eating disorders, which is a kind of dysmorphia, right? So why not? Why do you think that transgenderism isn't included in this in in this array of ailments? Why wouldn't it be? It all follows the same trajectory. It all has the same inputs and it all has very similar outputs. We know why because only one is not allowed to be questioned. <laughs> 